We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for November 29th, 2021. This next report, we're continuing from the last, and this is from Dave Hodges. He said, it's not just smallpox, it's smallpox plus Ebola that will soon be released. Um, now, this is his speculation. I have done many studies on Ebola, and um, given my protocols for that, we've talked a lot about it. We're going to talk about it again today. Because, yes, it may be a combination. We've heard, I've heard, talked a lot about Ebola being released in the last, man, it's got to be seven, eight, nine years. The Ebola card has yet to be played. We know for sure that it looks like they're getting ready to play the smallpox card, based on what we just reported on. The timeline that they went over. Ebola has a similar timeline and um, with similar drug connections and all that other garbage. Now we have the Marburg aspect, which we're going to talk about again a little bit later. Um, so this is just an excerpt of, of one of his recent things he's put up. He said, in March of 2021, the new CDC director stated that she had a feeling of impending doom. What did she mean? Everyone assumed that she was talking about COVID-19. However, we know the lethality of COVID-19 only impacts a select and minority portion of the population. In lieu of recent events, it's becoming clear that the CDC director was referring to a smallpox laced with hemorrhagic fever, i.e. Ebola. Um, some people have legitimately asked the question as to why we need a mandatory vaccine for a pathogen that kills 0.2% of the population, you know, and that's if they're probably, well, again, as far as if you're healthy and you're unvaccinated, it's going to be far less than point two but anyway it only kills 0.2 percent of the population that contracts it we are being prepared for extermination and the globalists are profiting profiting from it in short say goodbye to covid and welcome hemorrhagic smallpox we have seen the media release of a discovery of the vials of smallpox not but not just smallpox but hemorrhagic smallpox this means it's likely that a gain of function research has mutated the once uh, contain smallpox into a deadly variant that will sweep the planet. Yeah, well, that's what they're always trying to do in these bioweapon labs. They're trying to create more um, virulent variants of something that occurred naturally in nature. They're trying to soup it up where it really can kill a ton of people. Back in early March, the CDC began requiring travelers from the United States from specific locations in Africa to provide contact information regarding Ebola. In March of 2021, also on Fox News, it was announced that the CDC was already working on an Ebola vaccine. For a time, the CDC has set on a developed vaccine for Ebola. In fact, the CDC even owns the patent. Combined with the fact that many insider sources say Ebola will be the kill shot that will follow COVID-19. So there are other people out there saying Ebola's coming. Then there's some saying smallpox. And then you got the Marburg. And then it's like, well, or is it going to be a derivation of all three just i just looked this up online right before uh, i don't know it was like a half hour ago and i said i i posed the question what's the survival rate on smallpox well i found this if i get smallpox what is the chance of survival if i go the medical route now i added the if i go the medical route because this is the answer is coming from a dr james ferguson who has 30, 46 years experience in pediatrics and he said this MD said, depends on presentation. In general, smallpox had a case fatality rate of about 30% back in the day. Okay. So about 30% of the people that contracted it died. More malignant 
or hemorrhagic presentation. What did we just talk about? Combining smallpox with like a hemorrhagic Ebola, okay? Or hemorrhagic fever, which is where you bleed out of, you know, every orifice, essentially. We're going to talk about Ebola, okay? A more malignant or hemorrhagic presentation had death rates approaching 100%. So in other words, if you can, if you had a hemorrhagic smallpox and you just like did nothing or went the medical route, you could have up to 100% death rate. Treatments during the, the plus 30 years ago when cases were when cases were seen were supportive. I don't know exactly what that means, but he says some newer antiviral meds might be of use, but their value is unknown. He, he doesn't sound very confident to me, okay? But the doctors, I, there's a whole bunch of doctors up there answering this question, and they're all like, oh, it's it's, it's, it's a thing of the past. It's whatever. Yeah, it had a really high death rate, but we've eradicated it. Okay, well, you know, let me tell you something. They're playing in something with this. They're telegraphing their punches. They got to do that from a Luciferian Kabbalistic principle. There's this big timeline going back on it. They're prepping for something. And remember what Bill Gates just said about the um, whatever, pandemic one, pandemic two, or whatever. We're getting ready to go into pandemic two. Now, my um, previous teachings on Ebola and what you can do to protect yourself from it. Now, I'm going to go over Ebola... Oh, let's see here. Now, I know, I, and I'm going to skim through this because I've covered Ebola many, many times. Then I'm going to cover more. Um, okay, I, I made I kind of made a little mistake there, and I had meant to move this other information I had on smallpox up so that we're kind of keeping with smallpox right now. I'm going to talk about Ebola next. Um. <clears throat> So we kind of stay on track there. Now, we've already talked about Ebola some, but it's been more smallpox dominated. Now, I also found this the other day. It's, it was called the smallpox vaccine racket. If you want to know more about it, there's so many links in this little amount of text I'm going to give you that it, it could keep you busy probably for weeks if you really want to know a lot about smallpox and about the scam that the medical profession has pulled over the public with their smallpox vaccine racket going back over 100 years ago. Um, in 1911, a man named G.B. Shaw said vaccination is nothing short of attempted murder. So see, this vaccine thing isn't something that's just, you know, happened in the last 20, 30 years. They've been doing this over 100 years. Okay. It was a lot more crude back in the day, but he said vaccination is nothing short of attempted murder. And there are MDs and doctors after doctor after doctor from back in the day, if they were honest, they, they were all saying the same stuff, basically. Another one, Glenn Detman, PhD, said it's pathetic and ludicrous to say we ever vanquished smallpox with vaccines when only 10% of the population was ever vaccinated. In fact, they're finding that the smallpox vaccine was the way that it was spreading, primarily. For the largest collection of smallpox books exposing vaccination on the internet, here's a link. Okay, Can't even attempt to get into it. 
I'm just giving you a little tiny taste here. It is easy to demolish the statistics of huge epidemics following high smallpox vaccination and a minute amount of common sense on sanitation and vaccine lymph um, you know, will actually be a lot more advantageous. And the vaccine lymph was the um, basically the cow pus. They were infecting the cows with, with, with smallpox and then they were horribly strapping them down so they couldn't move and extracting the pus off their udders. And then they were putting that, cutting people open and putting that in people's arms, infecting them, and then using that to infect other people with it. And that was their version of the smallpox vaccine. Okay, it was absolutely, totally barbaric and insane. So, I mean, really, totally insane. One guy, I remember, and I don't even know if I've got that quote in here. Um... No, I don't think I do. He said you'd be better off um, <laughs> sweeping up a whole bunch of garbage in a dustpan and grinding it into an open wound on somebody than, than thinking that this cow pus is going to, you know, whatever. And it, it's it's just, see, now they've got a way to do it there. It's all undercover, though, all under the science. Oh, it's a MD injecting me with this nice syringe with this clear liquid in it. And back then it was a lot more barbaric. You know, a lot more un more un unpalatable, you know. But they figured out a way to get better compliance, you know, obviously with today's vaccine uh, racket. Um, and then it goes on to say, while natural healers such as Cityham and Tilden, these they're all linked people, had remarkable cure rates of smallpox. Um, going all the way back to the 17th century, the city of Leicester is itself completely exposed vaccination, meaning that was a place where they... they um, gave a lot of people this barbaric smallpox uh, vaccine and, you know, spread like wildfire. Smallpox vaccination killed millions by spreading diseases like smallpox, which was actually declining before they started mass vaccination. A lot of the times when, when, um, when you get better, you, when the better sanitation of not only the sewage system, but of the, of the food supply when that was actually becoming more and more common practice, these diseases that were killing people in the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, once you started to get better sanitation of the water and the food and the sewage, that by itself was eradicating most of these things like smallpox that were killing people for thousands of years. It was a matter of sanitation and being clean, cleaner. Okay, there's whole books written on that subject. Um, so smallpox vaccination killed millions by spreading diseases like smallpox, which was declining before the vaccination was introduced. And, um, and this is a classic example of George Orwell's dictum, who controls the past controls the future, who controls the present controls the past. Yes, they control the present. Um, so they just tell people what to think about the past. Numerous books have been written by notable medical men, Crichton, Cruikshank, Hadwin, Collins, Pierce, Campbell, uh, Bailey. And these are all linked to different things where you can see what they wrote. And the scientist Alfred Wallace, but you never get to hear about them. An example, um, it's just like the censorship today of all the, the people 
crying out for help over being vaccinated or, the, or their loved ones dead or or all the medical doctors and, and natural doctors coming out exposing the COVID scam and how it's totally repressed in the news. You can't post it on Facebook. You can't post it on social media. YouTube will ban you. Well, it's the same exact thing. It was just, it's this is the modern day book burning. Back then they had their ways of doing it as well. You never hear about it, okay? They just suppress the, any links to their books and in Wikipedia even does it, claiming the, the, the site was spam. It beggars belief that this germ brew was cut into babies and adults, meaning cut. They cut them open and then inserted this like infected cow pus, smallpox pus into them. Absolute total insanity and claimed it saved us all from smallpox when it did the exact opposite. It's no wonder it was termed the slaughter of innocence by William Job Collins. Take pus from cows, which contains animal germs, such as TB, brucellosis, from one animal, and also possibly SV40 from the polio vaccine, which is causing cancer right now, and that's that's the, the uh, cancer virus from monkeys, or pus from a smallpox victim, um, and the 70, 75% of the vaccination was arm-to-arm as late as 1890. I believe that means that they would take pus uh, from one arm and, and then infect another person's arm who was perfectly healthy with the smallpox. It's absolute total insanity, which also could contain leprosy. Um, it also could contain um, smallpox, syphilis, TB, consumption, etc., plus any bacteria growing in the pus, which could easily lead to death from poisoning. These are some of the contaminants contained in also in today's vaccines. No methods of sterilization were available back then. They thought glycerin killed all germs. Glycerin, a sweetener. They thought it killed all germs. They still put that one in the vaccines too. In fact, it's in the smallpox vaccine. Cut the victim with a knife called a lancet and then place this pus in the womb. Lymph is a false term. It is diseased and disease-bearing matter, and it should be called pus. And it is willful insertion into the skin and its willful insertion into the skin of any human being should be called blood poisoning and denounced as a crime of the first magnitude. According to Wallace LLD, um, and this is his, I don't know, his book here. He was in 1889, he said that. All of this is linked heavily. If you want to know more about any of these quotes I'm giving you. Yeah, it's absolute total insanity. And then Dr. Kalkirnos, MD, and I actually had this guy's quote in my um, PowerPoint presentation for my avian flu. This is a little bit longer than the quote I had from him, but he said, you cannot immunize sick children, malnourished children, and expect to get away with it. You will kill far more children than would have died from natural infection. So Jenner got some of the cowpox and inoculated it into someone's arm. It, it festered and the pus was then inoculated into someone else's arm. 100% success was claimed. 100%. How absurd. Complete with all sorts of germs, including hepatitis, syphilis, and whatever else might be in there, like, you know, TB, consumption. Um, absolute total insanity. And you can see back then they were using vaccines for the same thing they were doing today, to infect us with other stuff, to devastate our immune system, hopefully to just kill us off, to cripple us. And it, it's always been satanic. Vaccination's always been satanic. Health doesn't come from vaccinations. Health comes from the inside out, what you're putting in your body, creating the proper bioterrain in your body so that things like smallpox 
and Ebola and the flu and the common cold cannot get a hold of you because your immune system's so strong that it can't take hold. That's the key to health, guys. You can't drug yourself into good health. You can't vaccine yourself into good health. You can't really surgery yourself into good health. Now, I understand some surgeries are necessary. I got a, you know, another, I got a replacement ligament in my left knee because I totally tore my anterior cruciate ligament in half. Other than God healing it, the only way it was going to be fixed was surgical. I'm talking about trying to surgery yourself into good health. Like, oh, my heart's clogged up with placking or my carotids. Oh, well, let's go in there and scrape the carotids out. Oh, well, what about the other hundreds of miles of arteries and veins in my body that are probably plaqued up as well? Was it only in my carotids? Well, I'll get open heart surgery and, and, and get the uh, placking or I'll put stints in, which basically we're just going to go around all the placking where, where the heart's so clogged up. And that's the solution. Really? Talk about putting a Band-Aid on something. You've done nothing to fix the source of the problem at all. What about angioplasty where you just squish the fat to the side of the artery walls and give you, buy you a little more time? Hey, what about this, guys? What about IV chelation, which is the gold standard to actually deplaque the arteries? It'll actually get rid of the placking. You could do it orally. It's not near as effective, but you can do it orally. You can even do it with suppositories. I've given this information in the past. Pomegranates also naturally deplaque the arteries. There's other things you can do too. I don't know if I, probably IV chelation is the, the gold standard, and I know that that's not practical for a lot of people. It's expensive. It takes a long time. You got to get 30, 40, 50 treatments depending on how plaqued up you are. I'm just saying, what if that was ubiquitously used throughout the medical profession? You could go in there and you're like, they're like, oh, you're all plaqued up. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to modify your diet so you're not getting yourself all plaqued up. And it's primarily for a lot of people because they're, they're, they're eating like soft drinks and corn syrup. And it's, it's a lot of the refined carbohydrates that'll plaque you up quicker than anything. Sky high insulin levels with the pancreas. All of this is related with diabetes, sky insulin levels, plaques up your totally toxic liver that it gets more toxic the more drugs you take, which then totally messes up all your blood lipids. And then you end up getting plaqued up. It's no wonder. It's cause and effect. It's by design. They want to kill us off. Smallpox vaccine ingredients. This is, this is that one, the ACAM 2000, the one that we heard about. African green monkey kidney cells. Now, what it should say is African diseased green Reese's monkey kidney cells, to be more accurate. They're diseased. And then what they do is they put those diseased kidneys in a blender and they blend it up and then they grow the vaccine on top of it. That's what they grow it off of. It's no different than using diseased cow pus off, off the um, cow udders. You, you should see the pictures of these cows they were holding down. Sickening. They had them like their, their heads were all up and they, they, were, had the, like they were on their side and these MDs were scraping the pus off their udders. I guess so the cow wouldn't kick them or something. Totally barbaric. It's no different now. It's just more insidious. Diseased African green monkey kidney cells. That's what they grow it off of. So that's, there There you go. That's, that's a big thumbs up on my end. 
what's what's the question there? Don't you want all the drugs you put into your body and all the vaccines you put in your body to be grown off a uh, diseased African green monkey kidney cells ground up in a blender and then you grow it off that? Come on, what's wrong with you? Get with the game. And then a product called Hepis, which I looked it up. It's not herpes, it's Hepis. And it's just, it's just, all these are just concoctions of things that are just horrible. Every ingredient's bad. It's a witch's brew. And then human serum albumin. So do you want DNA from other humans, DNA protein from other humans being inside you? In your vaccine, grown off disease, green Reese's monkey kidney cells? I don't know why not. I think you're a fuddy-duddy if you don't. Well, these can be incorporated into the recipient's DNA and cause unknown genetic mutations. Both the disease, green Reese's monkey kidney cells, which was never meant to be in your bloodstream, and the human serum albumin coming from only God knows who. Live and killed viri and bacteria and their other toxins which might be on them. The polio virus was contaminated with the SV40 monkey virus, now turning up in human bone, lung lining, and mesothelioma, brain tumors, and lymphomas. That was put in there by design on purpose. Okay. Another ingredient is neomycin sulfate, an antibiotic, interferes with B6 absorption. Uh, An air in the uptake of B6 can cause a rare form of epilepsy and mental retardation. Allergic reactions can be mild to life-threatening. No big deal. Human and animal cells, which we know there's human cells in this thing. Um, And most of the time, they're um, aborted fetal cells from aborted babies. So human cells from aborted fetal cell tissue and human albumin. uh, There can be pig blood, horse blood, rabbit brain, uh, guinea pig, dog kidney, cow heart, monkey kidney. And remember, these are diseased, typically. These are diseased. Culturing mediums. Chicken embryos, chicken eggs, duck calf, calf serum, sheep blood, and others. If it's not a witchcraft brew, I don't know what is. Just eject her right into into the little ones, you know? There you go. Satan's loving every bit of it. He loves this stuff. Sodium chloride. Uh, neomycin, we already talked about that. Polymixine B, glycerin, again, the sweetener. And um, phenol is another ingredient in the smallpox uh, vaccine. What's, let's look at phenol a little bit here. Um, used as an antifreeze. So let's use an antifreeze, like you put in your car. Toxic to all cells and capable of disabling the immune system's primary response mechanism. Well, of course that's why they put it in there. Because that's what vaccines are all about. Disabling and crippling you and your immune system. So of course. But see, I am, I am the quack. I am the bad guy for pointing any of this out. Just remember that. The, the guys with the white coats the, that have MD on there, they're the ones that are never going to lead you astray. Never. So here's, it's, you can view the manufacturer's package insert right here. You can view the ACAM 2000 side effects right here. I'm not even going to get into all that. I mean, it's a laundry list of side effects. So I, I listed here my smallpox recommended protocol. Now, what I said is building up your own primary immune system, in my opinion, is always the most important part of fighting off anything, including smallpox. See the highlighted supplements I recommend below, but from the doctor's desk reference tab at dr-johnson.com, 
we read, and this is the doctor's desk reference tab, um, smallpox, in five miles over protein, five cc's of 5,000 part per million in five every four hours until asymptomatic. So if you had actually contracted smallpox, which is incredibly nasty stuff, five cc's of 5,000 part per million in five every four hours until asymptomatic. You hold each dose under the tongue. I would say if you had smallpox, I would do it five to 10 minutes to, for maximal absorption. You want to supercharge it, uh, put in, I don't know, 15, 20 drops of pharmaceutical grade, preferably DMSO into each bottle, four ounce bottle of Invive. Okay, that's what you do. So I think five cc's is equivalent to about a teaspoon. There's 24 teaspoons in a bottle. Uh, so you'd be basically doing a teaspoon of 5,000 every four hours until asymptomatic. I would also apply it topically if you started to get lesions. Now, that would be like if that's all you had was in Vive. Okay. But remember, I'm real big on building up the immune system so you don't have to take as much of the Invive, which by far is the most expensive product that I recommend. But you're also getting a ton for your money compared to the dishwater silver you could get at a health food store. They also list in here garlic. Put seven cloves in a blender of or garlic press with eight ounces of non-citrus juice. And they give all the, the reasons for why. It's all the references as to why. And they, they, they recommend applying the Invive topically to eruptions or if they're crusting. Um, I mean, you could do that as many times a day you want. They're saying you can use AG cream. AG, all AG cream is, if you see that in the protocols, is you take aloe vera gel, preferably organic, and you drop the 5,000 part per million silver into the gel until it starts to liquefy. Now, personally, yeah, you could use a little aloe, but I like using it straight if it's really bad, especially if it's of, of an infectious nature, because I, I just think you're going to get a little bit quicker. I would say use the AG cream in the healing process. But as far as initially, I would go with straight silver on the skin. You're not going to hurt yourself. You know, you, the only thing that's going to happen is, is if you hold it in your mouth five to 10 minutes, just make sure you brush your teeth because it can stain your teeth if you don't ever brush your teeth afterward. It can stain them. Okay. It's powerful stuff. You got to understand it's like a hundred, depending on what it can be 500 times stronger than what you're normally getting in a health food store. I'm not exaggerating 500 times. So it, yeah, it, it has the ability to stain things. Now, this here, this next part is just basically my protocol, my immune system protocol listed for COVID. And these are the, my, the products I recommend to build up the immune system. Selenium, vitamin C, zinc, calcium, D3, and iodine can easily be depleted from aggressive viruses, bacteria, things of this nature. I list these out. Okay, selenium is highly antiviral. We're going to talk about that next. And NAC actually can raise glutathione levels. NAC is one of the things that we list primarily for um, the glutathione. Um, it gets the graphene oxide that is or in the COVID kill shots out of the body. Okay, it also helps to get metals out. And it's also incredibly good for detoxing the liver. Okay. Um, so the knack and the selenium really go hand in hand. I, what, what I do primarily to keep my immune system high, 
I take two of the biotic selenium in the morning, like when I get up with, um, I'll take it with some C and a little bit of calcium. Actually, I've really been using a lot of the colostrum. I brought a really, really good colostrum from New Zealand in. Lately, I've got it. Well, I haven't, I don't know if I can get it in powder. It's back ordered from the factory, but I, I can still get it in, in um, capsule form. It's excellent. It's from uh, Douglas Labs. I really like it. To me, you're getting a lot of calcium in the colostrum because the colostrum is the first milking from a cow in the first 48 hours. It's like giving the calf its immune system. That's, that's God's natural vaccination method is the colostrum in the first 48 hours. Whether it's from a human mother or whether it's from a cow or any other mammal, okay? Now, breast milk in general, they're getting that, but the colostrum is where it really, really, that's, that's the God's way of naturally inoculating us is the colostrum. Um, I am finding that the colostrum, I like it better than the calcium magnesium because you're getting the calcium, but you're also getting a ton of other stuff in the colostrum. So I wanted to like let my listeners know I've got that one available. It's not listed here, but but you know if you email me, I'll, I'll get you the information. Right now, I've only got it in the capsules, though. I hope I can still keep getting it. I don't know with the back orders and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but again, you can get it from other sources. I... I, I I really like the one that I got from Douglas Labs. I really believe it's a really good. I tried a couple other, one other brand in particular, and I just didn't feel much of an effect. And I know I've got a very sensitive immune system. I know if something's helping me. And man, I'm telling you, that combination of selenium, colostrum, and the and the vitamin C, uh, boy, for me, it's it's amazing. Plus, I take some NAC every day too. NAC um is um selenium is highly antiviral it's a central trace element processing of antioxidant properties it's key uh and it is a key to the production of glutathione peroxidases which makes it very compatible with NAC because NAC what you're trying to do is raise your glutathione levels that's the key thing that, that helps get rid of the graphene oxide that are in the kill shots and it also detoxes your liver so anyway, I list my choices of selenium. Again, you don't got to get them from me. I'm not really, I'm pretty much just dealing with my my customer base that I've had right now. I'm, I'm actually having to turn people away. And I'm sorry, but one person can only do so much. Taylor's just slammed with her job in studying and stuff like that. And I can only do so much, but um, you can get these nutrients other places. Like you can look them up online and stuff. Uh, but anyway, I, li- I list the nutrients out there. They're, they're not links to order. They're just purely there for informational purposes. And then also vitamin C. It's another huge one. We're going to talk more about that in a second. I, I list the ones that I carry. My choices of zinc. Zinc is absolutely essential for this as well. For your immune system. Quercetin helps to get zinc into the cells. It acts a lot like hydroxychloroquine, um, which is the reason you take hydroxychloroquine, because it drives zinc into the cells. Okay, so selenium and NAC are super, super compatible because they're necessary for one another to work. Zinc and quercetin are in a, on a similar level because quercetin helps drive zinc into the cells. So I list my zinc level. I, I list my choices of calcium, magnesium. Uh, I list my D3 products. That's, these are all things that are, you know, D3 uh, upregulates the immune system. Only 5.9% of those who had optimum vitamin D3 levels 
uh, tested positive for, for SARS-CoV-2. Okay, so um, only 5.9% of people that had optimum vitamin D levels even tested positive for SARS-CoV-2. As much as we can trust that, but statistics are cited in The Truth About COVID by Joseph Mercola and Ronnie Cummins, page 96. So anyway, I list my choices there. Um, I list my iodine choices and then my NAC choices. Okay. Now, now I'm going to go to Ebola. And it's basically, we're just rehashing the same thing. But I want you to be able to re I've got all these in discrete documents. But this teaching, I'm giving you my smallpox. I'm giving you my Ebola. And I'm giving you my Marburg protocols. Completely listed out. So it's kind of like one-stop shopping for kind of what's coming, potentially. And they're basically, basically the same. It's silver with the, with the nutrients to build up your immune system. Okay, but I've, I've split them up just so you have it, but it's basically kind of the same stuff. Okay, so I had to put my disclaimer here regarding Ebola. I, I list my teachings I've done on Ebola here. All you have to do is key Ebola in in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You'll find it. Um, from Invive, they said that with Ebola, 10,000 part per million is mandatory, meaning the correct protocol is a life or death situation where death is imminent within 72 hours. Now, I would say to that, that if all you had was 5,000, just double the dosage. Okay. Again, though, if you're doing all my supplements that I'm recommending do, you shouldn't need to do near as much silver Maybe initially you'd want to do the silver, but you're going to get through it so much quicker that you're going to be able to lower the silver. I'm trying to save you money is what I'm trying to do because I know the stuff's expensive. You're going to be able to lower that so much quicker, you, you, whereas opposed you might have had to do like high doses of silver for like a week. You might only have to do it for a day or two. It depends your your age, how far you've let it go, the status of your immune system, what kind of shape is your liver in? What kind of shape are you in? Uh, what's your nutritional status? So there's a lot of variables there that I have no control over. That's between you, your body, and God. All I can do is try to point you in the right direction and give you the right info. And I believe these protocols I'm giving you are the most cutting edge ones available on the internet. And I know that can sound cocky, but I've been doing this a long time. God showed me this information a long, long time ago. I knew something was coming 20 years ago. And that was why I did the tour in 06 on the avian flu. And I've been especially in, in clinical nutrition for 30 years, essentially. So I know a teensy bit regarding this. And I'll give God all the praise, the credit, and the honor, and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. i got no problem doing that. But I, I think my protocols are right up there. I mean, you know, without getting into IV stuff, I think there's not much you're going to find that's going to be more potent than what I'm telling you. And I'm giving it to you for free. Here it is. Um, then he goes on, and Vibe goes on to say, if you do not, do not think you'll die within 72 hours, then take 5,000 part per million. Some Ebola patients die in 48 hours and some die in 21 days. If you're already bleeding from, the, from orifices, then Ebola has advanced and you must use the 10,000. Well, I would say to that, okay, in five, why can't you just double the 5,000? Ultimately, you're going to still get the same PPM part per million into the system. Okay, so. In five tends to be more alarmist in the way they describe things. I, I try to, 
make it a little more doable for my listeners. Anyway, tell your people Ebola can kill within 48 hours to 21 days. Uh, then it goes on to say it takes minimum of three days to ship the Envive from our factory because our manufacturer is in a small town. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's all the stuff about that. And he says, I myself travel with three bottles of 10,000 part per million with me wherever I travel. Uh, hey, it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. But I think if you're on all the other stuff, though, that I've talked about, you're going to not need near as much of the silver. But, you know, you do as the Lord leads you. Anyway, so I give, they give the protocol for Ebola here. Okay. Um... When combating an advancing presentation of Ebola with a subject individual, it's mandatory to maintain a steady state of silver in your bloodstream every four hours, which would be six times a day uh, for a 120-pound adult, uh, reduced for children via percentage of the body weight in relation to 120 pounds. If you've been or expect you have Ebola, take this dosage, 5,000 part per million, uh, four times a day for every six hours. Or every six hours, um, which is very similar to the protocol I just gave you for smallpox. It's almost identical. If you're starting to, to display symptoms, take this dosage, which is 10,000 parts per day, four times a day, every six hours. If you're in full-blown Ebola, you take 10,000 parts per million every hour. And these would be, you'd be holding each dose under the tongue for 10 minutes because you want to get every single bit out of it. Again, you take some pharmaceutical grade DMSO, you get a little bit of that off the internet, off eBay, don't cost you very much. You're gonna supercharge the silver. You're gonna supercharge it. Put 20 drops in per bottle. Okay. Again, the website is www.dr.johnson.com. Not my website, it's in Vive site. But when you order off the site, you are supporting the ministry. I also, for my personal clients, I've got plenty of the silver in stock. Pretty much of all strengths. Um, okay, selenium, note, has been found to be almost totally depleted from the soils where Ebola is prevalent in Africa and has been found to be very helpful in the presence, prevention of Ebola. So again, I give you my choices on selenium and then I also tell you about NAC because NAC, remember, um, selenium is, the, is key in the production of glutathione peroxidases which makes it very compatible with NAC because with NAC you're, you're boosting your glutathione levels which is essential in not only getting the um, graphene oxide out of the body but also detoxing the liver and helping your immune system so okay I'll give you all that then is selenium deficiency behind Ebola, AIDS and other deadly things I'm going to read you some of this Z um Ebola and other deadly viruses, including HIV, might be stimulated by deficiencies in the mineral selenium. Zaire, where the Ebola and HIV viruses first appeared, may be the viral hot zone because of low selenium levels in the soil and widespread selenium deficiencies among people living off the land. Sounds too strange to be true? Well, to the contrary, a similar connection has been established in China where a common virus mutates into a dangerous form when it infects people deficient in selenium because their bioterrain, their internal terrain is deficient in selenium. That is what opens them up to these things, okay? And this is why I'm big, I'm, I'm big on creating the right terrain in the body 
with vitamins and minerals primarily, and then if necessary, some silver, in order to create as bulletproof of an immune system as possible so that you can ward off anything. Just all we're doing is, is optimizing our God-given immune systems that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us. That's it. Selenium is an essential mineral, functions as an antioxidant and a component of another antioxidant, which is called glutathione peroxidase, which we just mentioned. And again, that's why it's so compatible with NAC. Deficiencies of either substance impair the body's immune system and ability to fight infections. If recent e research has any indication, the role of selenium in disease prevention may be much more profound than previously imagined. It is certainly intriguing that a number of viruses have emerged from these regions in Africa, which appear to be selenium deficient. So see, it was the selenium deficiency of the soils in the land in Africa that was really what set them up to be vulnerable to these things. If the, if the soils, if their food had not been selenium deficient, they might have not, they, chances are these types of things would have never manifested there. Okay. And who said that? Who, who said that last quote? Oh, here. Yeah, it's, it's certainly intriguing that a number of viruses have emerged from these regions in Africa, which appear to be selenium deficient. Said Will, E. Will Taylor, a PhD and a viral researcher at the University of um, Athens, Georgia. Okay. Now, the next report. Selenium prevents retroviruses like HIV, which was a man-made virus created in a lab. Retroviruses typically don't occur naturally in nature. We've went through all that before. Then also prevents Marburg Coxsackie, hemorrhagic fever, Ebola. Weren't we just talking about that with hemorrhagic smallpox and Ebola commingling that? Wasn't that what Dave Hot? Yeah. Well, guess what? Selenium prevents it. Low selenium levels lead to a weakened antioxidant defenses, reduced immune surveillance, higher viral replication rates, and thus conditions favoring viral mutation. I'm telling you, when I take two of these little bad boys from biotics, this SE Zyme Forte, this is the best selenium I have ever taken. And it is the most cost-effective. It's four times as cost-effective as the one from an eight. It's good. The one from an eight is awesome. This one's basically very, very similar. It's just more cost-effective. They're both in food bases. This isn't a biologically active vegetable culture uh, uh, food base, enzymatic food base. Downy, man, this stuff is awesome. That, that, I mean, my immune system's never felt better. Never. And here we are in the midst of the supposed pandemic. I mean, I've and a low-function immune system is literally what got me into alternative healthcare. I, I am, I am, I am like have no whatever. So if I can do it with a poorly functioning immune system, chances are you can do it. You know, without it being too hard. It is also known that selenium prevents a number of retroviruses like HIV, Coxsackie, Ebola. Marburg, weren't we just talking about those? Yeah. And flu viruses from replicating in the host cells. I don't, I don't think those are all retroviruses, but um, I, I looked up examples of retroviruses and most of them that they're giving are HIV. Uh, man, human T lymphotrophic virus. 
human, well, HIV, yeah. Stuff that you never, hardly ever see. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to clarify that a little bit. Um, so, it it interferes, selenium interferes with the reverse transcription of the viral RNA to viral DNA. Oh, I wonder if that's... See, this is why I include it in my protocol as well. Okay? Because we know these vaccines are messing with your DNA. And the the um, spike proteins that these people are shedding, you know, it. I don't know what potential it has, but I know one thing. Selenium interferes with reverse transcription of viral RNA to viral DNA, thus preventing virus replication. More, just more reasons to take it. Research shows it prevents the prog progression of HIV to AIDS, which is where you actually get the manifestation of the symptoms of, of HIV that actually ends up killing you. Professor Luck Mondinger of the Pasteur Institute, one of the discoverers of HIV, states that, quote, selenium was currently the most realistic hope for those infected with HIV in the world's impoverished nations of the slowing of the progression of HIV to AIDS. Just, just selenium. And that's guaranteed. That's a garbage form they're using. They're using some synthetic form, not on a food base, you know, like the, the ones I'm carrying. Computational genomic analysis of hemorrhagic fever viruses. Viral selenoproteins as a potential factor for pathogenesis. When they talk about Ebola being a viral selenoprotein, and biosynthesis of this protein could impose an unprecedented selenium demand on the host. Meaning it selenium is trying to it's it's it termed as a viral selenoprotein and what it's doing is just depleting all the selenium in your body now these people are already depleted in the african countries where ebola first showed up so they're already depleted they're already primed to die from this because they don't have any selenium as it is and what this does is it further goes into your body ebola and it and you can imagine you have none of it to begin with and then now it's going to deplete what little you have it's no wonder you're bleeding out of every orifice because it's going to cause hemorrhagic fever viruses if you don't have selenium in the system it causes an unprecedented selenium demand on the host potentially leading to severe lipid peroxidation and cell membrane destruction and contributing to hemorrhagic symptoms meaning bleeding out of every orifice it is well documented that selenium plays a significant role in the regulation of blood clotting huh so it'd probably be helpful i mean with with you know we've talked a lot about the clotting issue with the uh the vaxxed uh it has regulation of blood clotting meaning it's not going to cause too much or too little it's going to regulate it like the, we should have a balance okay via its effects on the thromboxine prostacyclin ratio and the effects on the complement system. I know this is a little bit technical, but I thought it was important that I, I needed to talk about that. Now, then I also got this from a listener, and this is true. Copper can also play a big part in this. Copper also works a lot with um, vitamin C. See, these are all related things. You can't just, like, I wouldn't just say, okay, just take selenium sure is that going to help but yeah but if you're deficient in zinc and c and all these other stuff that i talk about 
then that's going to become your weak link in the chain. Selenium's only going to carry you so far. So why don't just to like to rely on the silver? Because if you're taking gobs of silver and you're deficient in all these other things, well, that's not good. Um, this listener comment about the importance of copper and fighting off Ebola. I don't know um, if you listen to Steve Quayle's Q files. I don't have time. But I have been a subscriber of his for years. I wanted to share a warning about an upcoming bioweaponized release of Ebola. Now, this was, I got this in March of this year. So, <laughs> again, I've been talking about Ebola for years. And this is just more confirmation. To hear this and more updates by him, you have to subscribe to the Q files. I just don't have time. Uh, I felt like God wanted me to share this update with you as you are a Christian with medical expertise to truly help people with real medicine and supplements. Steve states that pure copper will destroy bioweaponized Ebola as well as the coronavirus. Now, here's the thing. Again, with what the information I just read you about selenium, I could put all my eggs in that one basket. But what if you're deficient in all the other stuff the body needs to fight off stuff? Well, then those will become the weak link in your chain. Never will you see me just point to one thing, ever. I do believe it's a component, okay? And probably it's a big component because of the interaction with copper and vitamin C. Co uh, copper is actually a component of vitamin C the way it occurs in nature. It has to have copper as part of the natural whole vitamin C molecule. Okay? So, anyway. Um, she said, in a few days, I plan to order the 10-7 silver in uh, your strongest vitamin C. I also wanted to ask you about the pure liquid copper supplement that you know to be the purest and highest quality. Well, I carry, I carry a liquid copper. It's called CU Zyme, and it's good, but it is the nastiest tasting thing I have in my whole product line. It is horrid. I mean, I, I can take stuff. I can take nasty. Man, I tell you, this stuff is at my limits on how nasty it is. But I got it. It's only, um, I think, eleven dollars. I don't know if it's that now. It might might be a dollar more. I don't know. Trace mineral liquid ion of copper. I'm sorry, that's the one. It is trace minerals liquid ion of copper. I also have copper in a tablet form, which is what I take. Okay, I don't take a ton of it. Remember, here's another thing too that I don't mention enough. If you're just taking zinc pounding zinc and you're not taking any multivitamins you're doing nothing and you're not getting iron or copper in your diet remember this they all compete in the body copper competes with zinc competes with iron so if you're just taking mega doses of zinc which you shouldn't be just doing by itself making sure you take the right form you're going to deplete your copper in your in your iron levels it just it has to happen eventually now if you're getting enough copper and enough iron in your body you know yeah then you can take you can take the zinc and i mean i'm talking like long term but remember they they do compete okay 
I know this is complicated. I, I'm sorry. The body's complicated. There's a lot going on. <laughs> you know, thousands and thousands of things going on in your liver right now. And it's all autonomic. It's all just like God-given innate stuff going on. So they don't even know all the stuff that our liver even does. So um, I carry two, a Cuzyme Bibiotics, which is the one I take. It's 14 bucks for 100 tabs. I mean, I'd say, yeah, I mean, if, if you were fighting off Ebola, yeah, you probably want to bump that up to a good six a day. I'd probably do a lot to knock it out quicker. But on average, I'd say just do like a, one a day you know and then the trace minerals liquid on a copper that's the most potent but oh it is so horrid the taste i just don't know if you you need it you know um anyway okay so let's go further vitamin c is an essential in ebola treatment now again vitamin c is essential in i would say covid i would say it's essential in smallpox it's also essential in marburg as you can see there's a lot of overlap here which is good it's basically confirming my core protocol for COVID is going to be the same core protocol for Marburg, for smallpox, for Ebola. You might want to add in copper to that. You know, if there's a hemorrhagic component, it's not going to hurt. I do it. I add in. I haven't mentioned a lot about it because I already throw enough at my listeners, you know. But I probably will add this copper component in. Because it's it's not it's not going to hurt. I have a, I have separate files though. I have separate files for Ebola, Marburg, smallpox, and my COVID nineteen protocol. Now all separate files. But I would say there's like a ninety five percent overlap on every single one of those protocols. Okay, you might want to add in copper to the Ebola protocol. I'm probably not going to hurt to add it in. Period. If you wanted to, you know, if you're really trying to tweak things. Or maybe to even have some some copper on hand if, if you did get something hemorrhagic in nature. Smallpox, hemorrhagic, Ebola, hemorrhagic, that type of thing. Um, vitamin C now. In addition to the Invive Silver, Ebola patients need... Now, this is coming from Invive. In, you know, they normally just talk about the silver. Well, they're actually talking about the vitamin C here, which I was happy. An Ebola patient needs high doses of vitamin C. The Invive Silver stops the Ebola virus, but you must... Put the C back in their body. Now, remember, none of this I'm claiming to, quote, treat. The only ones that can treat anything are the guys with the white lab coats and the prescription pads for drugs. The MDs, okay? I am a lowly chiropractor that's just been doing clinical nutrition work for like 30 years. You know, I'm, I'm your lowly, humble servant telling you that I've got a little bit of experience in this area, just a hair um give the lord all the credit praise and the glory and i'm telling you what's worked for me and my patients in the past um and yes you do need to put the c back in the body that ebola is because ebola also depletes c the same way it depletes selenium and the thing is is i really believe whatever covid 19 smallpox they all do that with vitamin c they're all gonna we cannot store c in our bodies we cannot manufacture it i mean is what i meant we can't manufacture it most animals other than a guinea pig can manufacture it in their body we can't that's why we need to get it from an external source now i do believe some people have the ability to really conserve that stuff 
Taylor hardly ever, she only get, does like some OJ and stuff. And if she really feels like she's coming out, we'll do the, the C powder from an eight with her. She really likes that one. Um, but it's rare. You know, I think she gets enough with just some of the juices she drinks. She has an incredible ability to conserve C in her body. I don't have that. <laughs> but I will say, if I start off the day with two selenium bibiotics and I do the colostrum, I don't need near as much vitamin C. If I didn't do the selenium and I didn't do the colostrum or the calcium, I would need tons of C every day just to survive. Everybody's different. Um, okay, so let's see here. Again, for clarity, the Invive Medical Journal Silver wipes out and eradicates Ebola virus. Okay. Um, and again, I'm not claiming to cure anything. I'm claiming, all I'm claiming to do, or treat, I'm claiming to try to help you create the best, most bulletproof bioterrain in the body to make your immune system function at a really, really high level. And that is up to you and your body and God. Okay. All I can do is try to point you in that direction so that if you are exposed to these things, your body easily wards it off. It's all I'm claiming to do. Here's what Ebola does that is fatal. Now, he doesn't even get into the selenium. But this is one of the main factors that does make it fatal. It causes complete removal of all vitamin C in the body. No one actually knows what mechanism is involved in doing this other than a malfunction that is not permanently destructive to whatever is triggered to remove all vitamin C stores. All the researchers know is that the vitamin C drops to zero and the symptoms of Ebola are consistent with a complete loss of vitamin C. And that's a big reason you bleed out of every orifice of your body because you have to have enough vitamin C to maintain integrity of your arteries and veins. The actual way Ebola kills is by causing a severe cytosine, cytokine release of blood vessel walls, which is already irritated by a viral assault, will rupture from the irritation caused by strong cytokine storm. With regard to Ebola, the exact cytokine is called IL-6, which is inhibited by 41% with adequate vitamin C present. So if you had a if you had a Ebola patient and you just did a good form, and I do not mean garbage ascorbic acid, GMO ascorbic acid, which is what you're gonna get over 95% of the time if you go into a health food store, get it online or whatever. I'm talking about some type of vitamin C, hopefully in some type of food base at least, okay? That's not ascorbic acid based. So it, it is, Ebola is inhibited by 41% with just adequate vitamin C present. So if you just did the selenium and the vitamin C, you're, you're gonna probably just massively, massively increase the survival rate of Ebola. This means that from this mode of action alone, vitamin C will reduce the impact of Ebola by 41%. If you combine this with the fact that vitamin C helps to strengthen the blood vessel walls as well, <laughs> which is a big reason that you start bleeding out of every orifice, because they start giving they start giving out. The blood vessels are giving out. Because all the vitamin C is depleted, so you start bleeding out of every orifice. That could be a problem. 
The two ways vitamin C helps will work in combination to prevent death from Ebola, uh, especially if Ebola, which removes all vitamin C, weakens the blood vessel walls by removing vitamin C to begin with. Sorry, that was really redundant. Um, all right, so then my comment, so taking a true natural vitamin C is a major factor in fighting off Ebola, especially considering Ebola's chief action of fatality is causing blood vessels to rupture. Now, then you get into the copper aspect because copper is working with the C that helps the blood vessels. That has to do with collagen as well. So I could, vitamin C, yeah, and a little bit of copper would be real good with the Ebola from the blood vessels alone. Um, I recommend if, you, if you're fighting this off, you know, 6 to 12 grams of vitamin C per day if you're being exposed, you know. Um, that's, that. you know, that would... I'm modifying the text here a little bit. Um, that would be, you know, you could go 20, 30 grams a day. Worst case scenario, it's going to give you diarrhea. Uh, spaced out dosages every two to four hours, ideally. And again, but you start combining these things. Oh, wow, I'm doing the selenium. I'm doing the C. I'm doing, you know, the zinc. I'm doing some copper. I'm doing some calcium. I'm doing the silver. Let's say you were exposed and you know you got it. You're going you're gonna to get through this so much better, so much quicker. And I list my vitamin C's that I currently carry there. Um, then I saw this. This was a, a pretty awesome little article. Have you taken your vitamin C today? While vitamin C is unequivocally recognized as a quintessential player in maintaining function of the immune system, a recent review paper points to 70 to, 70 to 80% of patients with severe COVID-19 suffer hypervitamintosis of vitamin C, meaning low vitamin C status in hospitals. But you think they're going to do a thing about it? Yo, let's give them a whole bunch of ascorbic acid, GMO, derived from corn. That's not what I think is the right approach, personally. Calling ascorbic acid vitamin C is like taking a, um, especially if it's GMO garbage ascorbic acid from corn, that would be like taking, this is even better, that would be like taking a, um, a Cadillac that had been burned in a fire and taking the melted steering wheel off the Cadillac and saying, giving it to somebody and saying, here's your new Cadillac. And they'd be like, it's a glob of melted plastic. And I said, it's a Cadillac. Be happy. Take your Cadillac and drive away. They're like, how can I drive it away? It's a glob of melted plastic. Well, see, it's not a Cadillac. It's part of a very, very damaged Cadillac. That would be like saying the GMO garbage ascorbic acid commonly sold in most health food stores or wherever is a Cadillac. It's part of a Cadillac, but it's not even the right part of a Cadillac. You know what I mean? Ascorbic acid is the outer layer of the vitamin C molecule that acts as an antioxidant and protects the inner layer. Anyway, um, a new review of 12 high-quality COVID-19 studies published on Monday in a peer-reviewed peer journal, Life, 
provides a stark reminder that popping your vitamin C might be one of the cheapest and easiest solutions that can reduce the risk of being exposed to the Vax COVID-19 super first. Now, I think this is the first study I've seen from um, the medical system that is touting vitamin C for COVID-19. I have been touting this from the very, very beginning. And for years and years and years prior, this is the main thing that I tout. If you're going to do one thing for your immune system, it's vitamin C. I'm not saying it's the only component. I think I've made that abundantly clear today. But I think it's one of the main ones. If I had to pick one, and I could only pick one, it would be the vitamin C. Okay? So, um, the review, which includes five randomized control trials and seven retrospective cohort studies, can be read here in full. There's a link to it. Nature produces an incredible array of molecules, vitamin C being just one. Less than 30 micronutrients known to be essential to humans, which cannot produce their own vitamin C internally, which is what I stated earlier. While vitamin C is unequivocally recognized as a quintessential player in maintaining function of the immune system, the review paper points to a 70 to 80% of patients with severe COVID-19 disease suffer from hyper hypo vitamintosis C. What does that mean? 70 to 80 percent of the of the severe covid patients have low vitamin c status in the hospitals which is less than 23 micromoles per liter significant numbers have plasma levels less than 11 micromoles per liter which puts puts them into the scurvy category scurvy that's what scurvy is it's no vitamin c Okay, and that's why when these sailors that used to go out during the whenever, whenever they started sailing ships or whatever, and they would get scurvy and their teeth would fall out and their gums would bleed and they, you know, all the symptoms of scurvy, which is a horrific way to die, all it was from the beginning was vitamins, was low vitamin C. They weren't getting any vitamin C on the ocean because fish can't give you vitamin C. So what the, I believe the English found out is that when you put limes on the ships in barrels or whatever they would storm and they would eat limes, they were getting that, that whole food vitamin C from the limes. You get it from oranges, citrus fruits in general. There's other places you can get it, but this was one of the best, most efficient ways. They found that all the scurvy symptoms went away. That's why they called them limeys and they were made fun of those sailors, but they had the last laugh. They were living. Their teeth weren't falling out. Their gums weren't weren't bleeding. They weren't getting sick and dying because they didn't have scurvy. It's that simple. It's it's that simple to correct scurvy. Just give them a lime a day, or whatever they were doing. I don't even know if they were doing one a day. I don't know. Um. So. Vitamin C deficiency can contribute to an array of problems, including poor immune and neurological system function, as well as scurvy, poor wound healing, bleeding gums, improper gene expression, and premature aging through um, disruption of collagen formation. Remember what I said earlier? Vitamin C and copper have a lot to do with collagen formation. And then you, you combine that in with the whole hemorrhagic fever thing where the collagen and the vitamin C and the copper is all depleted. And then you start bleeding out of every orifice. Well, that has a lot to do with venous integrity. It's all tied together. Um, 
let's see here. Going further. I really like this one that I've got from um, Douglas Labs. Because it has um, vitamin C uh, as calcium ascorbate. It also has calcium as calcium ascorbate. Which, again, the calcium I'm finding is absolutely essential. And have been saying that for years for the immune system. It also gives you rutin, which is one of the bioflavonoids that... Um, well, actually gives you rutin and citrus bioflavonoids, which is what one of the things that activates the vitamin C in the body. They work together. And then it also has a proprietary blend of quercetin, which is one of the things that drives zinc into the cells, and echinacea, and beta-carotene. These are all things that are really good for your immune system. Plus it has pycnogenol, which is a really good um, antioxidant. It's derived from pine bark. That's the one I take. I like this one about as good as any of the ones that I carry. Um, it's just, it's kind of like a little bit like one-stop shopping. Take that with some colostrum, couple couple selenium in the morning. Now, am I doing, I'm doing a little bit of iodine. I'm doing a little bit of copper. I'm doing zinc. I'm doing this like in my daily vitamin packs. And if you saw what I took on a daily basis, you wouldn't believe it. I really practice what I preach on that end. <laughs> I'm trying to maintain this high level of health so I can do these broadcasts and, you know, process orders and run this ministry and everything else. Um, I fear if God showed it to me over the years, all this information, you know, I'd be derelict in my duties if I didn't implement any of it. So anyway, um, by contrast, the benefits of optimizing circulating levels of vitamin C include it supports modulation of both innate and adaptive immune systems. 100%. Required for appropriate gene expression. Helps form collagen and maintain integrity of barriers, bones, and cartilage. Requires Required for normal wound repair, and so is zinc. Uh, well, so a lot of the things I listed. It has a high, high antiviral activity. It's an antioxidant. It's an anti-inflammatory. It facilitates mitochondrial, which is energy-yielding function to help overcome tiredness and fatigue. Now, this is where we get into the fact that your adrenals have to have the vitamin C in order to be healthy. It's one of the places that the body will store vitamin C. And it's why when you drink a lot of coffee, for me, if I drink a lot of coffee my it does more to deplete my vitamin c levels that i i start to feel and i don't do it but when i kind of did before or i tried to if i drank coffee two days in a row i would get i'd start getting sick and there wasn't a lot i could do about it because it just had this i think i'm allergic to it to a certain extent but it had this tremendous depletion of vitamin c on my system i, I don't know why coffee just does that to me um a cup now and then I'm I'm fine, but if every day I, I can't do it. My vitamin my my immune system starts going downhill. Yeah, I could take tons and tons of C to compensate for it, but I don't think that's the smartest thing to do. Your adrenals have to have vitamin C and salt. Preferably, I like the the pink Himalayan mine salt that has all the minerals in it. But those are the two things that your adrenals need. In order to be healthy and the adrenals have a lot to do with energy production when you drink coffee and you get that lift that's your adrenals that's your adrenals producing those hormones that you know give you that lift i mean it's where adrenaline comes from and epipenephrine and things of this nature so um vitamin c helps to facilitate mitochondrial 
energy yielding function to help overcome tiredness and fatigue. It's required for enzymatic production of particular neurotransmitters, and it also increases the absorption of iron. Okay, so I wanted just to give that to you a little bit there. Um, and I've already covered this, but I'm just going to cover it real quick here. Previously covered doctors' findings, Marburg, AIDS, Ebola, and the COVID vax. I think I covered it last week. Um, breaking regarding the J&J &J vax, J&J vax, the Johnson & Johnson. These shots are deleting your genes that repair your damaged DNA. Now, this was the doctor that, that Stu Peters interviewed that said and proved in their research that Marburg, AIDS, Ebola, and the COVID vax, that they were all tied together. Um, and that these J&J &J shots were deleting your genes that repaired the DNA. She talked about Marburg in particular. If you want to listen to it again, I'll give you the link here. Um, by damaging these specific DNA factors, the J&J &J shot and probably the other shots are inducing an AIDS, HIV-like condition, and that is just a little bit of what they're doing. So it's taking out your immune system. All the stuff I'm telling you in this section about how to build up your immune system, isn't it funny that Satan is just trying to absolutely annihilate and decimate your immune system with these kill shots? So if it's that important to Satan to take out your immune system, I figured I better do a little more to cover how to build it up to counter his satanic lies and evil. Okay, so then we go further. I listed this last week. Marburg virus disease, natural recommended protocol, two tablespoons TID, TID means three times a day for eight days, and then two tablespoons BID, BID means two times a day. TBL means tablespoon. I had a listener really, really come down on me for not defining everything that I just listed out this week. And she really let me have it. And I told her, I'm like, you realize I put that in there on the fly at the last minute while I was doing the study. <laughs> and then I'm giving all this information away for free and I've been doing that for about 20 years. <laughs> and you're gonna lower the boom on me because I didn't list out every little thing on a protocol I put up. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, now again though with Marburg, I would, I'm just reposting the same thing I just basically posted for smallpox to build up your immune system. Um, and it's pretty much the same for Ebola. Same stuff, which are my nutrients to build. I'm not gonna go over them again. And that's all I have for today. I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna post the recommended protocol for COVID-19 because I'm, I basically already did that today several times with these protocols that I'm listing. I'll get back to that in the next study. But um, I wanted to really take some time to go over this because if they were to release something like the smallpox, the Ebola, the hemorrhagic fever, the Marburgs, or whatever they're going to do with the kill shots now, this Om Omicron variant, there's going to come a day where they're going to shut down the internet, they're going to cut off our lines of communication, and you're only going to have access to whatever you've got access to. So these are some protocols you might want to print out. Okay. Um, if you're like, well, yeah, but you you highlight everything. And yeah, I'm, I'm doing that to kind of emphasize different things and that nature. What you can do is if you have a word program, 
just copy and paste it and um, just print it out in black and white. And if you're like, well, yeah, but they're all on PDFs. I can't cop copy and paste it properly. Well, just email me and I'll send you the Word doc. Um, hopefully that'll get her done for you. And then you can just print it out in black and white and then you can save and then unbold it and then you can save money on ink there. I'm trying, I'm really, I really do think about trying to save my listeners money and, and I'm trying to do unto you as I would want done unto myself. Um, so anyway, God bless you all and Lord willing, we will see you in the next fun filled study next week. God bless you.